I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Fancy sponsoring the Battle Fever Network? Fancy having your business, company logo, or our social media graphics, and your details being read out on our shows? Well, now you can. Get in touch with us on any of our social media platforms, or email us at battlefeverpod at outlook.com. That's battlefeverpod at outlook.com. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. This show is brought to you by the Battle Fever Network. If you haven't already, then please follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search the Battle Fever podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and never miss a pod again. Hit that subscribe button and you're in. If you don't, we'll send Paul C's round to your door for a talking to. And trust me, you don't want that. You can talk for days. It is safer, really, just to subscribe. is beautiful. It's deep in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that battle fever. Good. Afternoon, team, and welcome to Rangers versus Command at the preview here on the Battlefield Network. You may hear dogs barking this afternoon, but <laughs> the caravan keeps rolling. As I was going to say, just to say. So, obviously, here to talk about Command at Rangers. I think it would be remiss not to mention Tuesday night, but we don't really like to focus on Tuesday night because this is a positive podcast and we don't do negativity, <laughs> okay? I would love to talk about Tuesday night because I was at the B team on Tuesday night and the B team were excellent and won 3-0. And I had the time of my life sitting in Dumbarton watching it, me and Luke, while you were all watching, shite. (laughs) 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 Zach Lovelace, RSC, that's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Joining me this afternoon is Paul Seas. How are you doing, mate? Sporting a retro top. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, I actually remember this when it was out. I think I had actually had this when I was a young boy. Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, yeah. Um, I was day off the day. Got my hair cut. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling lighter and I'm looking younger because of it. 
brilliant, brilliant. And somebody who always looks young and looks, you know what I mean, just incredible. That is. Ginger <laughs> Ballack's there. Look at him. Gio, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. What about you? Are you all right? Good, mate. Absolutely perfect. So I'm, I'm happy the Rangers are back in the league action at Ibrox tomorrow and hopefully we get three points and yeah. we can get into Tuesday and right a few wrongs. Anyway, before I start, just want to say thanks to, you see in the bottom of the screen there, G4 Claims, um, Mediaprint, EK and FF Apparel for the support that the show the podcast that's much appreciated. Firstly, Tuesday night, get the crap over and done with. Right, Tuesday night. Paul, you are you and Gio were obviously doing a wee preview show, which I joined in from in Dumbarton. Um, and YouTube came up and tried to say we were copyright because of the music that can be heard through the mic. Yes, they playing it. It was the Tannoy man. No, I mean, but anyway, yes, you did see that. You could hear the music pretty clear. And yeah. yes, when I watched that bit back, yes, you could hear it clear. Um, but we were obviously excited because you were going to watch Champions League first team, Rangers first team in the Champions League qualifiers against um, USG or Union, as they're, I think, called anyway. And then ourselves we were going to watch the B team. I mentioned the B team were very good and I should make that point. First clean sheet of the season, first home game of the season. Lewis Bud in goals was outstanding. Um, some top, top saves, especially towards the end. Uh, defensively, they looked sound. Bear in mind, the, the two games before I'd watched Rangers B, we had conceded six goals and scored ten. So it was been exciting, right? It's mm. been hell exciting. To get a David uh, David McCallum did say is at the end of the coming all coach game he just wanted a one 0 victory and that would have done um, nice and boring one 0 he got a three 0 he got his clean sheet and it was absolutely excellent Zach Lovelace is definitely somebody to watch out for I would say that um, but there's not just him there's McCausland there's Charlie McCann we all know Charlie Lindsay looks excellent Mackenzie Strachan in the middle of the park just just see what see the Macaulay role as I would have called it. Back, you know, when I was a boy, but now it's in Golo Kanti's role, probably. But just the way that he just gets the ball and sprays it about and just cuts off any sort of attack and sprays it back to the ball. Phenomenal at times, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it was good to see Alex Lowry back in the team as well and hopefully getting back into the first team pretty sharpies mm-hmm. along with Charlie McCann. First team wasn't he so good. Paul, see your thoughts on that abysmal game of football from a Rangers perspective. Well, I mean, as you know, we were discussed it beforehand. Uh, G and I done a, done a live pod and we were discussing what our hopes and aspirations were and what our thoughts would be. Um, and all was, all was going really, really well until we kicked off. And it just went fucking downhill from there. Huh? What more can I say about that? It was, I was uh, I, I was quite vociferous in my criticism, shall we say, uh, on the WhatsApp group. Um, Raging, several, in other words, Paul, I raging. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty, I, I, I think disappointed you know the, the fact that the lack of like right. application lack of fight lack of desire i mean i can i can take so i just adjust myself I, I can take getting getting beat but it doesn't matter if, if they're better than us or worse than us i can take that i can take a defeat what i can't take is a team just seemingly not giving a fuck not really trying i find it hard to believe that they didn't try but that's that's the that's the perception that came across. It was just like, oh no, I just it was timid, passive, weak. Everything that was wrong with our Rangers performance was just encapsulated in that ninety minutes. It's one of the worst Rangers performances I think I can possibly remember in, in my entire lifetime. And as you know, that stretches back to the inception of the club. 
Gio, do you think, mate, that there's an element of, there's obviously Paul saying there, and, and I don't believe, and neither does Paul, to be fair, to believe for a minute that the players weren't trying, but mm. is it maybe a case of what they achieved last season creeping in that, you know, a wee bit of complacency creeping in this side? We, let's face it, they're not exactly the biggest name in football, are they? You know what I mean? You, we're, no, you know, we're not clued up on Belgian football, but they had a good season last season because yeah. they are where they are. But have we maybe took them for granted a wee bit? I think so, mate. I think I think as well. Again, me and Paul spoke about this. Funny enough, about the the Countess and and going to Manchester and that incredible run, and then obviously coming back directly after in our first game back and playing them and obviously losing the, the Countess and going out that early stage. But um, for me, mate, there, there there was quite a few things. Most notably for me was that was the, the the sort of the brand new front three as well. You know, we were starting with a you know if we'd have went in with an almost tried and tested front three, or I think we would have caused them a few more problems, but. It, it just it, it was a it was bad timing in terms of the, the the injury to Kent and obviously we haven't had Alfie and we haven't had Ruth and trying out Matundo and him coming straight back into the team. I think you know we, we, when the the game against West Ham we went with a very similar team in terms of the midfield and we were trying to be we were trying to contain. But unfortunately, when you start with those particular three midfielders as well, Scott, they they, they tend to slow the game down quite a lot. And obviously, we lost John Munstrom out and he went into the back and. We were playing Kamara in that further ten role. Who, as great as Kamara is, in, in lots of uh, lots of aspects, he tends to slow the play down. So when we were looking for fast attacking, counter attacking football, we just didn't get it. And yeah. it just it just was a really really poor night. Like Paul said, we can take getting beat by a better team, but we, we can't get being out fought by a lesser team out, as such. Out, out fought is what is yeah, the yeah. trying to think of what. Um, what Sorry, Paul, go ahead, mate. Go ahead. No, it's just the last thing I was going to say there, Captain, the boy who scored the first goal, the, the ball guy, he epitomised everything that we want. He was all over the pitch. He was flying at the tackles. He was in people's faces. You know, I don't think these players realise this is an opportunity to play in the Champions League. You're only a couple of games away from the big show. Do you know when they mm. really, really failed to grab Paul, we had spoke about how confident we were, and we, I was particularly confident and excited to see Tillman in the team with Matundo and I was looking for this fast, expansive football and, and, you know, really going for it. But they really let us down, didn't they? They really, really let us yeah, down. Yeah, I, th- I think Matundo, uh, because he's played for Circle, Bru- Circle Bruges uh, last season, they knew all about him. And they yeah. doubled up on him. He, get, he, get, he barely got a Doesn't sniff happen. of the ball. Tillman, Ryan treatment, didn't he? Yeah, Tillman's, Tillman's not a right winger. He is more central midfielder going forward that way. But he was stuck out in, so he was stuck out in the right. And it just it didn't really seem to work. And people are criticising Cholak and making him the whipping boy already. Now, what I will say to, about, about Antonio Cholak is, yeah, he may he he may not be as good as Alfie. He may not be as as bad as others. He's he's, he's a striker. He's but he's been signed to score goals. He had one chance really. And yeah, he maybe should have connected with it. But he had two defenders in front of him, and so I can kind of see the point. He probably, he probably thought, well, if the first guy misses it, the second guy is definitely going to get it. Yeah. He still went, but it, it just didn't. It didn't stretch enough. What I will say to that is people are moaning, oh, but he should have stuck ahead in it. Aye, but like, how many chances did McCoy miss before he scored in a game? Five, six, seven? That's fair enough. But he got the service to miss them. Cholak just got no service at all. He, he got one piece of service and he got one goal. He's, the team wasn't set up for him. He doesn't come deep like Alfie does. He, he was always playing on his shoulder with a defender. Alfie, Alfie comes inside and you get, I think I saw... A video clip of 
uh, or some stills of Goldson actually in there half with the ball, gesturing to, to come and collect it. Come, 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 come. And then all of a sudden, Goldson gets swamped, loses the ball, and he turns around and starts yeah. pointing where he wants him instead of running back to the goal. So I think it was very disjointed, and it's, it's, it's still an awful lot of work for Gio and the coaching staff to do in that respect. You could say, though, in response to that, is that maybe he's not he's not the, the focal point in that sort of system. You could then throw that back to Gio to say, you signed him and you should have yeah, changed yeah. your system then. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I get that he's also trying to give Cholak time to get to know. He's still getting to know his teammates. He's still getting oh, to know Rangers. Yeah, yeah. He's still getting to know the system. Obviously, in a high-profile game, it's a Champions League qualifier. You you don't have as good a game, but he wasn't the only one, but you don't have a good a game and you're going to get the stick that comes with it at Rangers. That's just the nature of the, of the club, I'm afraid. And Mark Haley, of course, club legend, was... Very vociferous about um, Antonio Cholak's performance on the night. I don't. I think a lot of people are taking Mark's comments out of context as well. He's not saying that he was a waste of time. Just like Paul said there, no using the word waste of time, but Cholak in that system did not work. I think that's yeah, yeah. what Mark was trying to say. Cholak, yeah. it didn't work. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There isn't anything wrong in saying that. Like I said, we're here to, to see how, you know, say how we see it. Mark's done the same. Not wrong with that. Might have been a wee bit, you know, but we were all hurting on Tuesday. Let's face it. If we'd have done a pod on Tuesday, we'd have had a few choice words as well, would we know? That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. That's the nature of it, I'm afraid. Um, Where did we the gentleman's pod that night? (laughs) (laughs) It just seems like such a shame, though, doesn't it? That the the, the fantastic European run we had and that experience of that European run and how to play teams in Europe. As soon as we get back into that stage, we're, you know, we're, we're proven that we can compete and we can play, you know, good teams and play against good teams. We, we had, we had zero fight. We had, and again, when we talk about fight, it's not, it's not fight where you want to run around and kick people. It's not that it's, it's being brave, isn't it? It's being brave on the ball to make those difficult choices and then trying to play the passes, but everything seemed to be sideways, didn't it? Yeah. And they've done a very good, go- very good job. They were a very, very well organized team and they've done a very good job. I also think we've probably paid him a little bit too much respect in going for three at the back. I don't know what you guys think, but yeah, you know, we, we went for three at the back. We lost probably one of our most commanding central midfielders in Lundstrom. And, and you know, I, you know, when we went to the four at the back, we definitely seemed to be more comfortable. We seemed to have that extra man in midfield, put them on the back foot a wee bit. But at that stage, they were quite content to, yeah, to sit in and soak it up and try and hit us on the counter-attack, which obviously and in, in, inevitably led to the goal with the, with the penalty. But... I think we just probably pay them a wee bit more respect. And I think we need to take the fingers out of our arses a wee bit, come Tuesday night and go at them the same way we did. And, and we talked about the Ibrox factor. I talked about the Ibrox factor. It's not always going to save us. You know, sometimes a 2-0 away, you know, a team going to come in, they'll sit with nine, nine, 10 men behind the ball and they'll happily just let us just attack them wave after yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need a wee bit of inspiration now, don't we? And that's why I think, obviously, come Tuesday, we're going to have to see some changes. I think they, they play the high press, low block. We always struggle against that. Then there are two goals up in a European tie. It, it's going to be exceptionally difficult. I will not. I will not. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going well, to be exceptionally difficult. Said, to turn they, they, they basically played the same way Kilmarnock played. And yeah, with all due respect to Kilmarnock, yes, yeah, yeah, You know, we we face this. We face this weekend. We go out where teams bust their ass and and go and they get in our faces. They are Kilmarnock. I'm saying they're they're probably a higher level quality than Kilmarnock. Oh yeah. They play a Kilmarnock stay. They'll sit in. They'll stick the two wingers up. They'll stick the two wingers, you know, right and wide. And as soon as we, they get the ball, they'll head it down into the channels and try and turn us. And they, they put in a yeah. Kilmarnock-esque performance. I th- there was a very interesting thing I saw uh, about all the passes. And basically, uh, from, from our, it was basically all across the, the centre the, the of the pitch, as in at the, at the halfway line. 
but mm. very few passes went to the left-hand side. When, and this, this is from Barris. This is only the, this is only the start in 11. Um, and it just shows that it seems like the t- their teammates don't really trust Borna anymore because he wasn't really getting much passing across. It was right. all going down the right. And and same th- the same thing happened on Tuesday as happened on Saturday. They attacked down our left-hand side where they know we are weak. Borna's great going forward. He is not a good defender. And they picked up in that. And the, the first goal, you can see, he was just, he was just sort of trying to do this. Around the, uh, he didn't even stick his foot in. Well, but I mean? same fairness, mate. You, you, can play, you can play any... For me, systems and things, yes. You know, systems matter. Obviously, they matter. Yeah. You know, tactics matter. But when you can't do the basics, when you can't close down as a team, when you can't fight as a team, when you can't tackle as a team, you're not going to win anything, mate. And we were right fought. And that's, an, that's all it came down to. Our quality is better. We know that. We've proven that last season. Our quality is better. We have better players. We kind of proved it on the night in spells because Tillman was excellent at times, but we just didn't have that collective fight. We seemed a yard off the pace all over the pitch. Yeah. It, was, it was really, really disappointing, I have to say, especially yeah, when we went in so confident. But, you know, we'll see what happens on Tuesday night, but I'm not I'm not hoping out a lot of hope, but no. hopefully they'll make me eat more words. As you I said, out-fought, right? Now, yeah. out-fought is obviously the thing that we can as Paul says at the start, we can actually... Except right, you can accept the team to be you. I think if Dortmund had put us out over two legs, we would probably have went, Oh, do you know what? We're beat by a better team. But the mm. thing is, we wanted it and we yeah. went in there yeah. and we absolutely battered them in every way, you know, be it hunger, be it desire, be it shape, geos change at half time Ibrox that comes to mind, things like that. We, we wanted it more. That's where I feel why we, you know, last season we, we dropped certain points in the league. Because just like that union performance in, in Tuesday night, that's that's what we come up against, as you say to you, mm. every single week in the Scottish League. Kilmarnock coming up here tomorrow is huge. That's a huge game for us because we have to get back onto the winning the winning straight again after Tuesday night. We mm. have to then use it as an exercise, a training exercise, if you like, for Tuesday night when, when we'll co- encounter the, roughly the same scenario, except Kilmarnock only 2-0 down. They don't have something to hold on to. They've got a nil-nil to hold on to start with, you know what I mean, unless they get an early goal. Union have got two, a, a two-goal cushion to hold on to. And by the way, European teams, they'll play every trick in the book to, to ensure that that continues. Yeah. One goal for them effectively kills the tie. Rangers yeah. have to go for it, but remain responsible at the back. And that's that's where we've probably been lacking, in fairness, is responsibility at the back, be it down the left-hand side, as Paul says, or... You know, be it mistakes across the whole back line, or even the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper probably there's a deflection. Maybe I'm being a wee bit harsh there, but the goalkeeper maybe could have done a wee bit better with the first goal. But his performance overall and pulling us out the bag with a double save, etc., and you know, probably keeps us in it. To be fair, so we no. can't be too harsh on John McLaughlin there either. But that's just the way it goes. I'm afraid. Looking ahead to Saturday, like I've said, tough game. Derek McInnes team, low block, mm. high press. We know we're going to get physical. You know, he, 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 he flummoxed Gerard a few times with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and nobody, no one allowing Rangers to play football. Gio's going to have to be creative, and we are going to have to be right up for it tomorrow for the first whistle. Um, Gio, what changes do you expect in the team? Because you said there has there will be changes. So, what do you expect to happen? Yeah, I I, I, I think for sure we're going to have to see uh, Davies coming in at centre back alongside Golson. Um, Sands, as well as he has played at times, again, he takes that momentum out of the team whenever he switches from uh, from his, his left side to onto his right foot to have the pass. Um, 
you know, so I do expect him to come in. I don't, maybe Yilmaz will come in, and, and but I think he'll probably start with Borna. I don't think he'll make too many drastic changes. Um, I think Gio can be a wee bit stubborn that way. He's not going to change five or six players out, absolutely not. Um, but I do expect Ben Davies to come into the team because he needs to get him into that game. He needs to get him into that team and into that system as quickly as possible. Um, I think Alfie will, obviously Alfie's in the squad, but I think we're going to see him sooner rather than later. And I would hope that Kent will come back in because he only took a slight knock. Like you said, Scott, you know, they're going to be a, a strong physical team. We haven't obviously seen much of Kilmarnock in the last year because they were, they were promoted. Um, they've obviously played a decent style of football and, and decent brand of football to get back up. But we know what we're going to expect. We, you know, we've, we've faced it many, many times when we played them. I just hope the team can go out tomorrow and, and, and try to get the crowd back on their side nice and early. And I hope the crowd react to it as well by getting behind the team and, and showing them what they can do as well. So, um, but I don't expect many wholesale changes, mate. But I do, I do want us to. I do think we need to do something because the team definitely lacks a wee bit of desire and hunger in there. I think, I think maybe Tillman could step inside one as well if we get um, Ryan Kent back in the team as well. But I'm looking for an attacking, an attacking lineup more than anything. To be honest with you, Paul, it sees. Do we see Ryan Jack keep his place in the team? Do we think Kamara will take a step back one? alongside Lundstrom, which allows Tillman maybe to come in one. Um, Tom Lawrence as well is there, which I, I like Tom mm, Lawrence sure. in, in that position as well. So I don't know I don't know how he's going to do it. Um, he's got options, which is probably the first, you know, and I, and I mean mm. actual good options. No, you know, probably lesser players coming in for, for the first 11, if you like. I mean, he could probably change it and remain strong, if not stronger. But do you see Rudvan coming in and making his full debut, league debut, obviously? Uh, I think um, Yilmaz could possibly start. Uh, that's that's one change along along with uh, Davis. I think it's, it's, it's a it's, I say maybe seventy five percent possibility of that. Um, Ryan Jack, I could I can see being dropped as well. Um, it, uh, Kamala dropping back and uh, Lawrence going through the centre. That's 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 how I see it. it's going to it will be um, possibly Alfie um, as you say sooner rather than later uh, and Kent. Um, I don't know if, if he's if he's had a wee niggle or a wee injury, he might sort of maybe keep him till the second half because of the importance of Tuesday. It just depends how the match is going tomorrow. Um, but he has he's got big decisions to make, um, and it's it's amazing to see it. You know, three competitive matches into the season, saying he's got big decisions to make because Tuesday, uh, sorry, uh, Saturday wasn't particularly inspiring. Tuesday was just insipid. Um, so he's, he really has to do something. All right, totally. And it, it, again, it's like Gio said, try, you don't want to make too many changes, but at the same time, he needs to make changes. I don't mm. think he fancies Borna Barisic at all. I think mm. we all know that. You know, for the Pat Kidd game, I don't think he's ever fully fancied Borna Barisic and he's been forced to play Borna Barisic uh, due to injuries last season to the centre-halves, which forced Cal- uh, Calvin Barisic to step in one. This year he has Ben Davies there, a left-sided centre-half. It's why I brought it up last Saturday, the watch-along show for the Livy game. John Souter coming in is a fantastic player. Struggled a wee bit at the start, but he's a good football player, good defender. He's not a left-sided centre-half. That's where I thought, that's when people say, why are we saying Ben Davies? We don't have a left-sided centre-half. We genuinely don't. Halander can play there, but we can't can't rely on Phil Halander. So, So he needed somebody else. You know, and it might well be that he'll find a, a system that suits a back three long term and have the chance to play Suter, you know, Davies or Hollander if he's fit and Golden. As of right now, I can only see Gio going a back four and switching it within a game maybe and it'll be Lundstrom as he did on Tuesday night. 
going forward to the attacking uh, area of the park, <laughs> you start Alfie, what happens if he takes a knock and you need him for Tuesday night? For me, Alfie would be on the bench and I would yeah. persevere with Cholak for the first hour, certainly, on Saturday. Then change it if we need to. We definitely need Alfie to start on Tuesday night because we need to hit yeah. them hard from the from the get-go. And I believe Alfie will be busting a gut to show that he's still the man. We all know he's still the man, let's face it. He's a cracking, cracking football player and he's, he's an asset to Rangers that no many people can handle. And I think we totally need him on Tuesday night. We shouldn't have to beat Kilmarnock, surely to goodness, without Alfredo Morelos starting and playing 90 minutes. So let's see what happens there. On Saturday, sorry, sorry I was just I was just going to say very quickly. I could see maybe maybe possibly Lawrence even popping off to the the left tomorrow if Kent's not quite yeah, ready, maybe. and yeah. Tillman maybe stepping in, and then you know that allows him to play more central. Tillman, I'll be honest with you, looked really really sharp um, on Tuesday night in the first twenty minutes. You know, he looked and Saturday. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah, he would. He, I mean, he effectively changed the game there on Saturday, and and you know him and Arfield both came into the team and 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 made a massive impact, and he seemed to carry that on on Tuesday night, and for the first. 15, 20 minutes, he was he was really, really good. And even after that, there was wee flashes. Where, but he, he definitely came off that left side and, and went more focused into the into the into yeah. the center of the park, which for me should have allowed Borna to bomb up and down that left wing and pop in crosses. It just didn't seem to work. And I think Borna's Borna's as you know as, as as exceptional as he can be at times. He very much is a confidence player, and he looked to start the season off brilliantly. But I think he got a massive dose of reality on Saturday and then obviously on Tuesday night there. So I, I agree with Paul. I could probably see him dropping out. But I don't see a lot of wholesale changes. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to him getting some attacking players back in. Like you said, he's got a bench full of attacking players. And, and, you know, we need to start, we need to, you know, bring some of them in and start seeing how they integrate into the team. But just on Alfie very quickly, mate, could you imagine the reception he's going to get? 40, 50 minutes, 40 minutes left of the game, 35 minutes left of the game, bringing Alfie on, the place is going to erupt and it's going to be brilliant to see him back. You'd say, he's, you'd say he'll score a goal. Let's face it. That's, it's yeah. the kind of thing Alfie does. Um, just on your Lawrence there, going out to the left-hand side and Tillman coming in one, see that fluidity within the team? We need yeah. that. We need day three yeah. to be interchanging all mm. through a game. You know what I mean? And if you've got that, that's fantastic. Alfie also does not stay central. That's maybe the problem with Joe. Like, he stays very much centrally. Which yeah. we've asked Alfie to do time to time, but now we're saying no, we need Alfie back because he does this essentially. So that front four could probably interchange through a full game, mm. and you know you you keep uh, opposing opposing defenders and midfielders guessing with that. If you're going to the game tomorrow, it's obviously the first um, league game of the, of the season at home. It's also the first league game under our new catering partner um, Levy, I think it is. Is, the, is how you pronounce it. No, some of the stories for the friendlies, me and Paul encountered one myself where there was no cups left when we went up. And this was pre-match, by the way. No cups left, pre-match, right? Um, I believe Rangers have stressed to Levy what needs to be done and what has to be fixed. I don't think they will be allowed the same um, grace, shall we say, as Castor and the, the whole under undervaluing or underestimating is maybe a better word, better word. The, the, the Rangers family if you like and, and Rangers as a football club we expect high standards and if they're not there to meet the high standards then I do think that obviously there'll be there'll be words had the club I think um, or I believe are looking for feedback from people who are going to the game on Saturday in terms of the catering if there is any issues 
contact our podcast with a wee bit of feedback and we can pass it on to the club. Um, we're also got our fan village back up tomorrow as well, which obviously has got Richard Goff at it, I think, tomorrow. And that that's another that's another area where I think the club would like to get back to the supporters is how it's working, how it's going. Do we, do we have any changes that, we, that need to be made? Do we have any suggestions for guests that maybe we like we would like to hear? And maybe other ones would like to hear. Um, a harsh on experts, isn't it? But you might not want to hear from you might not like a former player, maybe, I don't know. Um, and that's that's another avenue, I think, if you have any sort of feedback, get in touch with the podcast, we'll pass it back on to the club. Seatsub as well, this year we've we've learned that Seatsub, also if you have a season ticket either, if you can't make a game, you can essentially sell your seat back to the club, you can then resell it in a general sale, which um, is a great thing, obviously you get money back for games you can't make, and the seat's built for a match day, and we don't have either sitting there to see what we want, because then we need buy-in banners to come a couple of years and stuff like that. Um, the percentage in which you'll get back, last season it was 50% you would get back, on your on your tickets, this year is is went up to seventy five percent. It's also twenty five percent rising that. And another big difference to last year is that you will get your money back in your account within twenty four hours, rather than waiting until the end of the season and basically having it as credit for your future. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is seventy five percent now you get back, and also twenty four hours your money will be in your account. So positives there. We want iBooks to be the best atmosphere in Scotland. We want it to be full, you know, to the brim every week, which it usually is. To be fair, there's not very many spare tickets usually for for a Rangers game at iBooks, um, but there are avenues, and also the club want to hear from us in terms of feedback that we can pass on about the new catering and also the fan experience, which of course will only grow and become more positive with the opening of New Edmonton House, which will be in November 2022. And that's good, isn't it? Isn't it good that the club are engaging that way as well and want to hear proper fan reaction yes. to the thing? Because, I mean, it, it's an entertainment experience. You know, we, we love it because we love the club. But, I mean, let's be honest, you want to be there. You want to be entertained. You know, you yes. want to go an hour before the game. You want to see the fans on. You want to oh. hear ex-players. You want to go and buy a nice burger or a nice chip or a nice pie. You want all these things to be part of the whole experience. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, totally. if, if certain wee areas of that are lacking... And again, you, we, we talked about it rightly before the show. These things are brilliant when you're winning. Winning 55 in European runs and nobody cares. Your pie could taste like shite for all I care. If you're winning 5 hell, I don't care. You know, but as soon as, you, as soon as you're dropping some, well, not literal shite, but you know what I mean? But, you know, as soon as you're losing, then obviously, you know, then things like that do, do make a difference. And, you know, it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant that the club are, are reaching out and wanting to hear you know, individual responses as opposed to just reaching out to like supporters clubs or whatever. But the fact that they're going to prepare the listen to individuals and then obviously try and quantify that information and, and make the whole experience better is, is nothing but a positive, isn't it? On top of that, if you're Paul at Caesar's age, right? And I know he's on a podcast, right? But if you're Paul at Caesar's age, you might not actually have, you might not be digitally savvy and be able to go into the internet and fill out a, a questionnaire to give feedback. So the club have thought about that as well, and the club actually are going to have, uh, I think it's two o'clock or something like that, and a Wednesday it will be with the SLO, Greg Marshall. There will be a drop-in centre where you can go and also give your, your views and your opinions, which will then get, get them back to the to the board, etc. Which I think is a good thing because not mm-hmm. everybody is in the digital age. I know COVID has really put people, dragged people probably into, the, into the, the digital age, if you like, but still, there's, there's elderly people who go to Ibrox. We see them every week. 
who maybe know be that tech savvy and they should have that avenue as well and they do um, it will be at the stadium it will be at Ibrox and if you contact the SLO I'm sure he'll tell you or you contact the club I'm sure they'll, they'll tell you uh, where that has been held and you know what time it's at I'm sure it's during the day I actually got a wee bit wrong there if you remember it's no end of November it's the end of the year that Edmonton House new Edmonton House will be open and that's what you're saying all does it this year 2022 really? it will be open by the end of 2022 and it will be up to 300 events in there per year Good, it's adventurous, isn't it? It's adventurous. Match day events, remember. Do you know that the, the, the fan experience is pretty pretty dire, not just at Ivor, it's just across Scottish football in general. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it, it's really, it's just really, really poor. But do you know the one thing that really pisses me off at football, especially at Ivor, is you go down and you go to use the loose and you have to cut your way in through cigarette smoke. Absolutely yeah. boils my fucking piss. <laughs> Because, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Geo, for instance, coming from Northern Ireland, they guys are leaving at six, half six in the morning, getting to Ibrox maybe mm. one half twelve, one o'clock. If you've got kids with you, you can't go into the pub and have no, a pint. No. Right, it's not the, the, the Waynes don't want that. So what can the club do to increase that? Well, obviously we've got a museum, right? That's going to be opening soon. We can go to the museum. We've got many different things within Edmondson House. We're obviously going to have a cafe, sports cafe type thing at Ibrox as well once the shop all moves over into there. The shop's over two levels over there as well. So hopefully the overall fan experience will be you know, enhanced uh, as the years go by. It's not going to be a click your fingers and it goes, but the fact that it's taken this long, for not just Rangers, by the way, many clubs, you know, Aye. to get to this point, it's quite sad, to be honest with you, especially when our fans have been, you know, we pack out Ibrox every year, every week. We're there. So I think it's fair play to the club for, for for getting on board with that and getting that sorted and looking for the fans' opinion. But let's see it. Let's see the changes coming, and then we'll, you know, what I mean, make it make it that there's a young fan there who's who's desperate to go back to Ibrox because the whole experience, not just yeah. ninety minutes, the whole experience of that day is is such a big memory. Yeah, for them. yeah. Scott, that, I just just very quickly, mate. I I I used to be a season ticket holder at uh, the Egg Chaser game, um, Ulster Rugby. And that that whole thing from the food to the, the the experience to the you go there an hour and a half before the game you can get a pint downstairs and a bit an integrated bar downstairs within it. The kids are there and they're playing games with ex players with current players. The current players actually I know it's football is different and it's much more of a showbiz thing, but the current some of the current squad who are maybe not in the match day squad go out and mingle with the with the crowd and get photographs taken. There's kids playing games and there's kids playing wee rugby games and things like that there. Then even afterwards, when everyone pays out, a lot of people go back to the bar and things like that. So the, the whole thing maybe takes four or five hours as opposed to just an hour and a half for a game. And it's a very, I, I, you know, I know I know the crowd at rugby and the crowd at football are two different crowds, but it, it is very much a family-orientated um, occasion. And you see kids run around and run around quite freely. We don't want to lose the passion and, and, and the crowd, you know, sort of response. But we also want to increase the, like you said, the overall match day experience that it isn't just, in and out in twenty or in and out in an hour and a half or whatever the, whatever it is, it's a whole collective and you do you can go there and get food, you can get a couple of drinks. You, you don't need to run away after the game. You can go back and go to Evanston House and get a meal and things like that, and, and it you know creates that overall you know feeling match day experience for someone. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said, I'm I'm really glad that the club are engaging with people and trying to get yeah. you know active feedback on this. It's brilliant. I think as well, Paul, the Blue Sky Lounge is opening in end of November. That's where I get mixed up. The Blue Sky Lounge ah. is opening end, end of November and. 
that's got to be the ultimate fan football day, match day experience. But again, it's probably no for a lot of the time for kids, so they no. still need to cater for that as well. So mm. you club, but the club want feedback on away days as well. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's all about the, the, generally the whole lot here. You know, let's try and improve Scottish football as a whole. And we care about Rangers. We care about our stadium and our match day experience, of course, with there. But if there is something that's happening regularly at a particular away ground, we need to get it back to your club. Mm. The only way they can attempt to change things, and I know, listen, there'll be people cynical out there that will say that that won't happen. If we don't ask, we don't get it anyway. We don't. Yeah. If they're not aware of it, it will never be changed. So we're as well highlighting it. Do you know what I mean? So that's. Yeah, so there, there will be things making out throughout the club this year, which allows fans to have engagement with the club direct. Also, you can you can come to ourselves and there's listen. There's plenty. There's plenty out there, obviously. The biggies, heart in hand, four lads had a dream, etc. Go and speak to any of them and get, get the word back to the club and let's see if we can change it. But what's your thoughts on that, Paul? Because it's quite a positive, I think it's a positive step for the club, something that they've been doing actively. But I think they need to get more fan feedback back to back into the, uh, the board. Absolutely. I think it's, it, there's been a, a large disconnect between the board and the fans. I mean, although they said that we've got this club 1872 and that, that's that really hasn't uh, come off in the, in the way that certainly the fan base hoped for, maybe the way the board at the time were looking for, but certainly not the way the fan base uh, viewed it. But I think there has been too much head in sand. Um, they, they try to engage, and then when they get they get some answers, it's a case of, well, that's all a wee bit too difficult. Ah, good luck. No, yeah, we hear you, we hear you. Too, too much production aside, um, I mean, the, the, the big one is, uh, for me, uh, that something that has to and something has to change is the way the disabled are looked after at the club. It's absolutely shocking. The plonked, you know, at the front of the main stands with absolutely no protection from the elements at all. Mm. Yeah. It's, it is disgraceful. And that there, ha, there has to be another way. There has to be another way. I mean, the, from what I can see, I don't know the logistics of it, but certainly the front of the main stands, up with the, with the police box that is um, over the tunnel, either side of that. Lose, lose a couple of rows of seats there. You'll maybe lose, I don't know, 20, 30 seats either side. But we can. But they're talking about expanding the ground anyway, maybe down a touch. People can relocate down slightly and just put a, put a platform either side of that and you disable the access is there. They can access it straight from the, from the concourse when they come in from the from the, from Edmonton Drive. It's the whole thing. I, feel, I do genuinely feel really sorry for the disabled fans. So that, yeah. so, Listen, that the AGM was dominated by it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? it was. Yeah. It was dominated by it. My point is, they just go, yeah, yeah, we, we hear you. Yeah, we'll 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 think about it, and then nothing ever happens. So the club, although they come out and say, yeah, we want fan engagement, they have to act on what, on what the what information they're given. Well, because that's, that's going to be the proof in the yeah, pudding, isn't it? They're exactly. going to well if if they get all these responses back and then they don't act on it, then then that's when the thing that's when the remember, fans turn against you. Yeah, remember they have they have appointed a DLO, which is obviously the liaison officer that yeah. deals directly with your disabled supporters and we have a lot of them who watch this podcast as well and, and love a lot of them do you know what I mean because they follow the club up and down the country what I would say is I think the club have to be sensitive the club have to be sensitive as well because it's all about relocating people from their seats to then accommodate that which I yeah. wouldn't have a problem doing right because no, I'm, no, no. you know that's just the way it is but there'll be people there, I remember, who have sat at certain seats for 40 years and their dad maybe sat in it before them and their grandfather maybe sat in it before them. I, I, I do imagine it is a sensitive subject. I'm not saying it can't be done. It can be done, but I think there's a sensitivity about it that, that the club need to tread carefully with. And also, 
it has to be better. There's no doubt about that. And the club admitted that themselves. It has to be better. How it gets better, I don't get paid to, to no. come up with the answers. Do you know what I mean? The, the club need to. They've, they've, they've employed these people to, you know, to get to the bottom of this. And it has to happen. It has to happen sooner rather than later. I'd imagine as well time constraints. Football nowadays is starting earlier and earlier. Um, and you're not getting a break, really, mid-pre-season, uh, sorry. So, I, there's probably 101 things there that is causing delays left, right and mm. centre. But the bottom line is, it isn't good enough and it has to be improved. Um, the club recognise it. They're going to do something to try and fix it. Mm. Good. The proof shall be in the pudding, as yep. Geo says. And let's see what happens for that. Um, but if you're going to Ibrox tomorrow, have a blast, have a good time. Hopefully see three points. Hopefully see... I lead into Tuesday where there's a, a rocking night at Ibrox on Tuesday where we overturn a two-goal deficit and through into the playoff round against Monaco or PSV. But <laughs> there's a thought. <laughs> but, but Scott, see if, we had a, see if we had come up against one of those teams in our run last year, we would have felt reasonably confident, wouldn't we? You know, we totally would have mean. said, we, we went out against Braga and managed to overturn it. We went out against, we went against Red Bull and overturned it. You know, we put in some fantastic nights and, and you know, I'm really hoping that the, the crowd can can generate another one because we really really need it. The last thing you want to you want to do is is really halt that momentum right and early. You want to build momentum, and even if we go out there and put in a really really good performance, you know, on Tuesday night, I think it's more about that there. But I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm I'm, I'm you know they were so low the other night, and I'm really looking to see if this team can turn it around for us, and I hope they can. They've gone about, you know, the, the crowd inspiring the team. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, the, ways, the team has to inspire the crowd. Mm. You know, as you say, it's, it's a two-way street. And, and right now, the team are just not doing that. But I think with the, the crowd will step up, but the team have to step up to the plate as well. Come Tuesday, I'm fully focused, I'm fully hopeful, and I'm fully expecting a 3-0 win for Rangers. Anyway, Saturday, let's get to predictions for tomorrow. Policies, what I'm is not, your prediction? I'm not, I'm not predicting because the last <laughs> predictions I've done are fucking terrible. Skills on the ass. I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm really not. I'm just not because I'm, I've got this point now where I've been so superstitious with things. I'm just not going to predict. Okay, Gio. Scotty one nil off Alfie's arse. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. No, like you know what? I think the way that I think there, there's going to be a couple of boys out there really hurt. Um, from their their own performances on Tuesday, I, I think we're probably going to see. I would go for three one. There, I really hope we get a, get a couple of goals. And great minds obviously think alike because three one was also my scoreline. Um, and three points, chips and ham on a Tuesday night. Champions League nights at Ibrox, better one than hopefully we had last year. Um, and hopefully get into the next round, but. I, I just say that um, unfortunately I have a, a pre-planned family event I won't, so I won't be at the match tomorrow however Simi has my ticket I want to make this very clear that I want Simi to enjoy himself tomorrow however I will be around his house on Sunday to pick a ticket up he's not keeping it for UK <laughs> matches and old firm matches irrespective of what he may say in the group chat I'm not that fucking kind and here here if you see <laughs> Simi put, Scott uh, when's, it, when's this going out there is it going out before tomorrow's game it's, yes it's going to go I don't know where right. I'll put it tonight or tomorrow morning Right, so if you see Simi, get a photograph with him, stick it on Twitter, stick it on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, whatever you want to do. Make sure you torture the life out of him. Make sure you torture him. <laughs> he's sitting in Govan Rear too. Right, there you go. So get a photograph with our Sim, get it on, get it up, stick it on Twitter, stick it on Facebook, stick it on Instagram, and torture him. Everybody, anybody you see, go, go and take a photograph of him. See, are you that man that wrote that book? Nah. <laughs> 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 um, 
And also, if you can't make Ibrox tomorrow, but you're local to Dumbarton and can make there, then go to Dumbarton Stadium. Rangers are up against Cowdenbeath. North <coughs> Ross. Cowdenbeath tomorrow for the Rangers B team. Looking for their fourth win on the bounce. On the Rangers, we can do this as well. At both stadiums, both home stadiums tomorrow, hopefully six points yeah. heading to Glasgow. Um, my thanks to Paul at Seas this evening. Or this Welcome afternoon. To- Time everyone. It's now uh, 10 to 6. I'm going to go get that. My thanks to, to Gio as always as well, mate. It's lovely to see you both. You um, and my thanks to you for watching. Please remember to hit that subscribe button, which is somewhere down the bottom of this screen right here, because I don't know whether this will mirror this and it'll be so much more. This place safe to go there. It's just there. somewhere. It's down there somewhere. Like, subscribe it, share it amongst all your pals. And if you're going to Ibrox tomorrow, keep your eyes open. That's all I can say. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older, there's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's steeped in history. And I know what I'm fighting. When a place comes alive, I got that battle fever coming over me. And I got butterflies and hurricanes shaking my body. Battle fever coming over me. And I'll follow on and sing the songs as blue. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.